So twas twas the week before Christmas, right? You know, as we as we approach Christmas next week, you know, we we all need to, of course, uh, keep Jesus Christ uh, central to the Christmas story. And uh, you know, when we read the Christmas story, there there are a lot of other people involved. A lot of people would play some pretty important roles, but but our, our teaching really needs to point to Jesus. But we can we can always draw important lessons uh, by by looking at some of the other characters. And this morning, I'd like to look at Mary. Uh, she was she was the young woman who God chose to bear the Son of God. Yeah, wow. You know, she was a she was a poor young wife. Uh, actually engaged to Joseph. She was living in Nazareth, a, a place that was really looked down on by uh, many of the Jews. She was so unremarkable and so little esteemed that uh, nobody really noticed the, the awesome wonder that she, who, who she carried. And before we get, begin, begin, before we begin, we need to uh, take a proper biblical view of Mary, you know, it seems that um, people have erred in, in one of two extremes when, when it comes to Mary. You know, she's either given the status of, of deity or she's completely overlooked and sometimes even despised. Uh, you know, the first extreme is, is taken by the Roman Catholic Church. I'm not going to dwell on this too much, but you know, over the centuries, certain doctrines were de- were developed uh, that that glorified Mary and, and gave her the role of uh, Queen of Heaven. You know, almost a, a fourth member of the uh, the Trinity. Uh, she's she's viewed as as the one by whom we can approach Jesus. She's thought to be without sin. She. She's said to have never sinned, even you know, from before Jesus was born or after. She's said to have been a, a perpetual virgin, you know, not only before being conceived by the Holy Spirit, but they say she remained a virgin throughout her entire life. Uh, she and Joseph never had sexual relationships. Uh, Mary, Mary herself is viewed as being central to uh, redemption, salvation. Uh, she's, she's the co-redeemer with, with Christ. Uh, she didn't die, but she was translated to, to heaven. And throughout the world, um, in Roman Catholicism, especially in uh, Latin American countries, she is way more popular than Jesus about ten times as many uh, paintings and statues of Mary there than of Jesus. Mary is seen as the uh, the daughter of the Father, the mother of the Son, and the spouse of the Holy Spirit. And there's a whole there's a whole branch of Roman Catholic theology which covers uh, the, the study of Mary. It's called Mariology, and um, all this teaching was was developed over the course of hundreds of years. Uh, it has no biblical basis, uh, but it's based on the teaching and the tradition of, of man. And I, I really don't want to take any more time than that to dwell on the, uh, the false teaching of Mary, but the reason I bring it up is because of the other extreme. 
you know, the, the, the problem arose during the Reformation and after the Reformation in the course of correcting the errors of the church and rejecting unbiblical teaching, there, were, there was actually a backlash against Mary, uh, a, a movement towards the opposite extreme. And, uh, you know, the other extreme is a reaction against the first view. Now, one, of, one of my professors, Dr. Horrell at uh, Dallas Seminary, uh, lived in uh, Latin America. He taught in a, a, a seminary there. And uh, he said that many of those who he taught had, had left Catholicism and they had been very devout Catholics. He told us that many of these tended to be hostile towards the image of Mary. And so, you know, focusing on who Mary was not has even led uh, evangelicals many times to uh, marginalize Mary. You know, uh, many evangelicals just want to uh, tuck her away and you know, relegate her to the, the nativity scene in her, in her blue robe with her hands demurely folded holding the, the Christ child and then return to the box of Christmas decorations afterwards and store till the next year, till the next Advent. Well, I'd like to suggest that we reclaim the biblical teaching about Mary because she is uh, one who the Bible tells us will be remembered by the church. Uh, she'll be called blessed, blessed. We, we should neither worship her nor should we ignore her, but we should honor her as a woman who was chosen, chosen by God to bear the Christ, God, God in the flesh. So who was Mary scripturally? Who was Mary according to the scriptures and how can we characterize her? We're going to look at Luke's gospel account in chapter 1 starting in verse 26. You know, Luke, Luke spends more time in his gospel talking about the Christmas story, you know, Mark doesn't even talk about it. He, he starts with the ministry of John the Baptist. John begins with the pre-incarnate Christ. In the beginning was, was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and creation and so forth. Only, only Matthew and Luke really cover the birth of Christ, and Luke gives the most information about Mary. So read with me, starting with Luke one twenty six. In the six months, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to the city of Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her saying, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. And she was greatly troubled at the saying and, and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his, of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, uh, how will this be since I'm a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month with her 
who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. And in those days Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country to a town in Judah. And she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leapt in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she exclaimed, exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? And behold, with the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leapt for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm, and he has scattered the proud with the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his offspring forever. And Mary remained with her about three months and returned to her home. So who who was Mary? You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of information here. I'd like to look at uh, three things that we can say characterized her from from our reading. These things show her to be a, a great example for for us. Well, first, Mary was a woman of faith. She had faith in, in what she heard, and, and she lived obediently by faith. So this, this angel Gabriel comes. She comes to Mary with, with this announcement. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm not sure how I would have responded to this kind of declaration. You know, apparently, the angel appeared to her in a way that... Um, Maybe frightened her. You know, the angel said, don't be afraid. That seems to be a common occurrence when angels appear to people. It also, I think, confused her and and perplexed her. It said that she was troubled by, by the greeting. By the way, in the book of Daniel, Gabriel shows up. He shows up in a vision to, uh, to Daniel. It says he shows up as, as a man. Describes him also of, of being of, of swift flight. Uh, Gabriel also appeared to Zechariah in the, the portion of scripture right before that that, that we read. Uh, Zechariah, as he was serving as high priest in the temple, the angel, angel told him about his son. The one who was in the, the womb of his wife Elizabeth. Uh, this, would, this would be his son, uh, John the Baptist. 
And Zechariah's reaction to the angel was, was the same. He was struck by fear, and Gabriel told him, don't be afraid. When the angel told her what God was going to do, she listened, and, and what did she say? She said, you know, how, how can this be? I'm, I'm a virgin. This is part of, I think, why she was uh, troubled. And Gabriel explains she would be overshadowed by the Almighty. She would be conceived by the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God. And Gabriel explained that this, this child... This child would be called holy, the son of God, being conceived by the Holy Spirit. How how did she respond? She said, I am the servant of the Lord. She said, okay, I'm in. In faith, rather than disbelieving, rather than refusing, she submitted to the Lord's will. Uh, this, this is an amazing response, I think, if, you, if we really think about it. you know, Think of how she might have reacted to this plan. You know, she might have said, no, wait, wait a minute here. You're kidding, right? Uh, do you realize what a scandal this is going to cause? Do you, do you think anybody will even believe me? Uh, she might have said, no way, I, I can't do that. You know, what, what's Joseph going to think? He's going to think I've been unfaithful. That is what Joseph thought. Please, please find somebody else. Yeah, she could have responded like that, but she didn't. She said, I'm, I'm the servant of the Lord. You know, she was just a young woman. Scholars think she was most likely around 15 or 16, but she could have been as young as 12. But she was a woman of faith. Woman of faith. Hmm? Extreme, faith. Extreme faith. You know, she was she was a disciple of the Lord before she was the mother of the Lord. You know, she believed the word of God delivered to her by this angel Gabriel. Martin Luther said, Mary was not only holy, she was also the mother of the Lord. With trembling and reverence before nestling. Him to herself, she laid him down because her faith said to her, he will be the son of the highest. No no one else on earth had this faith, not even Joseph. For although he'd been informed by the angel, the word did not go to his heart as to the heart of Mary, the the mother. Listen to what Elizabeth says. She says, blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. You know, what a tribute this was to Mary, this woman of faith. She believed. You know, as, as I was reflecting on this, um, I, w- I was thinking, you know, how, how would I want to be remembered? How do I want to be remembered? You know, I, I think I would like people to, to say that of me. He, he believed. That would be a great thing to put on my headstone. He believed. Um, you know, Mary, many, many, many fanciful things have, have been fabricated concerning Mary, the mother of Jesus. But, you know, this, this is the, the one thing we know of her. She believed. 
She was, she was a woman of obedient faith. And we also know that Mary was a woman of humility. The angel of the Lord, the angel called, uh, named Gabriel, called Mary the favored one. You know, it says Mary was, was troubled. You know, this, she wasn't expecting this. I, this kind of came out of the blue for her, I think. But, you know, again, her initial response. Hmm. The angel saying that I am favored and the Lord is with me. You know, her, her head did not swell up in pride. She did not say, of course I am, and, and of course he is. You know, she was surely asking, why? Who, who am I? Who am I that this would be true, that the spirit of the Lord would, would overshadow me and I, and I would conceive the Son of God? Her being favored. This shows God's initiative in, in choosing Mary to, to bear the Christ. The, the Greek word for favor here means to be the recipient, to cause to be the recipient of a benefit, to bestow favor upon, to favor highly, to bless. You know, in the, in the sovereignty of the Almighty God, she was chosen, not because she was perfect, not because she was sin free, but because God saw fit to use her as a holy vessel. And she was humble. She realized. She said, my soul magnifies the Lord. Rather than saying, God has chosen me. Of course he has. Why wouldn't he? She wants God to be famous. She says, my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. She acknowledges that she needs a Savior. She acknowledges that God has looked upon the humble estate of his servant. She said, All future generations will call me blessed. They won't say, look at what Mary has done. Isn't she great? No, they they will say, this is from God. This is God's blessing upon me. It is because of God's goodness, not mine. It is not because I've done mighty things for him, but he is the mighty one who's done great things for me. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. She was a woman of humility. And in her obedient faith and humility, Mary demonstrates something that we really need to take note of. She was a woman of the word. She was a woman who knew the scripture. As young as she was, she was well-versed in in the word of God. So when Mary visits Elizabeth, who is bearing John the Baptist, she said her baby in the womb leapt for joy. And uh, Elizabeth said to Mary, Blessed is she who believed there would be a fulfillment in what was spoken to her from the Lord. One one of the many things that strikes me is what Gabriel told her about this child she would bear. He'll be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of her father, his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and have his kingdom. There will be no end. Um, you know, it seems that it makes perfect sense to her when she hears this. You know, she's gone from being troubled and fearful to believing, having faith, accepting this. I think it clicked with her. I've read this before. This is what God said is going to happen. 
I, th- I think she's probably thinking, I know this prophecy. This, this prophecy was given to uh, David, one of her ancestors, about one of his offspring that would be set on the throne to reign forever and ever. You know, this, this prophecy is repeated about a half a dozen times in, in the Old Testament. It was very prominent prophecy. I believe this solidified her faith in what the angel was telling her. You know, she, she knew this prophecy and, and she believed it. And <clears throat> in her song of praise, Mary shows herself to be very well-versed in the scriptures. She, she demonstrates a great understanding of God's word and also his, his ways with, with his people. You know, her, her song strings together a, a series of quotations from the Old Testament and allusions to uh, passages in, in the Old Testament. Uh, I, I read one commentary. There are ten quotes or allusions in here. I think there's many more. If, if you have a, a reference Bible, you know, where, you, where it has like a little letter and you can go to other verses, count them. Go to those verses. And you'll, I, I think you'll find there are dozens of, of quotes and, and allusions or references. Anyway, Mary begins with, with worship to God. She begins with worship. She, she praises God for his goodness, his greatness. She, she recounts praiseworthy attributes of, of God. She, she begins, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Now, Mary must have loved the Psalms. You know, I, I, I find just about everything she says here somewhere in, in the Psalms. Yeah, maybe she had in mind Psalm 34, 2 to 3, which said, My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. She says, My soul magnifies the Lord. She continues in verse 48. He's, he's looked upon the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on, all generations will, will call me blessed. He's looked upon the humble estate of the servant. Verse 49, she says, It is he, or for he who is mighty has done great things for me. The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exult over you with loud singing. That's actually from Zephaniah 3.17. And it just so corresponds, just just dovetails with, with what she's saying. Second part of verse 49, she says, And holy is his name. Deuteronomy 7.9, Know therefore the Lord your God is God, the faithful God who keeps covenant and steadfast love those who love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. Psalm 103, 17, the steadfast love of the Lord is everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him and his righteousness to children's children. Um, Verse 49, she says, it is he or he who is mighty has done great things for me. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to read all these these references. I, I, they're in your your notes there, but 
Look at Psalm 89.8, Psalm 126, 2-3. Holy is his name, Psalm 99.3. His mercy is for those who fear him, Psalm 103.17. You know, Mary is really laying out a, a, a beautiful, fairly complete theology here with, with her song. He's shown strength with his arm, Psalm 89.10. He scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He's brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. Psalm 147.6, he's filled the hungry with good things. Psalm 107.9. Anyway, you've, you've got the list there. You know, Truly, Mary had God's word hidden in her heart. And the Holy Spirit... The Holy Spirit came and, and just brought to remembrance all these things she knew, these these passages that she had read, and just, just like a river, they just came like a torrent of, of truth about God from, from his word. Mary was a woman of the word. You know, the last verse is especially significant. In, in Genesis 12:3, God promises Abraham, in you all the families of earth shall be blessed. Mary had said, you know, as he spoke to his fathers, to Abraham and of all his offspring forever. You know, it was, it was through Abraham's offspring culminating in, in Jesus, the, the son of the Most High, the one called Holy, this, this one who, who Mary would, would give birth to, that the world would be blessed. And as we, as we, uh, as we close here, you know, looking at, at Mary through a biblical lens, uh, we, we cannot help but to admire her and, and honor her. God, God chose her of, of all women, of all women, he chose her to bear the Son of God. God, God in the flesh. So she was highly honored by God. Uh, she, she occupies a special place in, in the memory of, of the church. And just as she said, for behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed, for he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is... His name. You know, it was Mary's desire that God would be glorified on all this. It was her desire that this, this child, the Son of God, would be glorified. You know, people, people would call her blessed. Not, not to elevate her, but she knew it was because of God's might, because of God's plan, because of God's greatness, because of his holiness. You know, his, her emphasis would, would be on this, this Messiah, this promised Christ in the Greek, the, the Son of God. And so, you know, the, the angel told Mary, this, this woman of faith, humility, and, and God's word that uh, the child would, to be born would be called holy, the Son of God. The, the one and only, the one and only 
the Holy One from the Father. He, he would be the one to live a sinless life. He was the, the Lamb of God, the perfect sacrifice without blemish, who, who died for us. The Lamb of God, later on, John the Baptist would, would say, who, who came to take the sins of the world. And if we believe in him as our Savior, we, we will not perish but have eternal life, just as John 3.16 that Danny read. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believed in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Amen. Let's, let's pray together. Our, our Father, uh, just like Mary, we... We want to magnify your name, Lord. We, we give you praise for you have done great things, Lord. Thank you for sending your son to be born as a man and, and to suffer and, and die for us on the cross, taking our sins upon his shoulders, dying for us that we might have eternal life if we believe in him and receive him as our Savior. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for giving your life for us, for, for coming to bring us life, abundant life, uh, far greater things than, than we could ever imagine. Let us, Lord, keep our eyes fixed on you, and it's, it's in your holy name we pray. Amen.